Hello and welcome to A Photographic Life, or as I probably should say, welcome to the new year, new decade of photographic life. Happy New Year to all of you. And I really wish you the very best of luck, um, success and everything else and happiness, I suppose. Everything that you're, you're hoping for in the coming year and the coming decade. But at this time of year, I suppose it's one of those points where we kind of we kind of take stock and think about what's happened in the past year. And certainly from a photographic perspective, I've always kind of felt that January and December actually are kind of difficult months for photography. One, certainly if you're in the UK, it's pretty dark and miserable, and that creates a certain kind of photography. Um, but also, if you're working from a commissioned perspective, everything kind of closes down, and it can sometimes feel a little bit lonely. It can kind of feel as if maybe that kind of introverted kind of nature that that brings on, that kind of introversion, that looking inside, maybe that's not so healthy. So anyway, um, let's hope that this podcast um, is positive. Um, I think the majority of it is. I have to say um, a part of it isn't, but I think it's an important part that we'll come to as the podcast progresses. No guest this week, um, just lots of information. So I started off um, thinking about this particular episode and I thought, well, what is it that I think we all need? And so what I decided to do was to ask a, a whole load of photographers um, at random what advice um, they wished that they had been given at the beginning of 2019 with that kind of benefit of hindsight. And I thought, well, why don't we take the advice that they wished they'd been given a year ago and let's put it out there now and maybe it might help some of you. And it's kind of interesting as well. Here we go. Each one of these kind of short statements or phrases, because people were very succinct uh, with their advice. It's from a different person. Focus on feeling, not opinion. Don't put photography before people. Prepare to fall off the cliff. Surround yourself with people who lift you up. You're allowed time off sometimes, and it's important to have space to think. Don't be too hard on yourself. Be true to yourself, and it will be all right in the end. Honour thy error as a hidden intention. Don't tolerate people who drain your energy for their productivity, creativity, at the cost to your own. Chill, you'll think better. Cut toxic people out of your life and try not to take badly paid jobs for the sake of a few quid. It's interesting, isn't it, how much of that advice is really about, I suppose, well-being, mental well-being, just protecting, controlling how you actually feel. None of it's actually about photography. And yet, that was all from uh, photographers, a number of them very successful in what they do. So the camera, the photography, the actual hard um, skills, they're not coming forward. No one's coming forward and saying, I wish someone had told me how to do this with Photoshop or I wish somebody had told me about that firmware update. No, these are all people who are looking a lot deeper and thinking a lot deeper. 
I hope that some of those kind of suggestions um, work for you. And I hope that perhaps you may have to play it back just to kind of pick out the ones that you thought were re particularly relevant. Uh, but anyway, as I say with this podcast, the whole point of the podcast is just to put stuff out there. And I really hope that some of it resonates. And that kind of takes me to something else, which um, which actually happened in the last week or so, but I think is is relevant to a lot of uh, the ways in which we're engaging with photography going forwards. Um, I got my first two-star review on Amazon uh, the other week uh, for a book, the latest book, which I've been speaking about on the podcast. It's the first two-star review I've received. I've always received, I think, at least... Um, three, four, five stars. I think maybe only five stars. It does seem on Amazon I don't get very many reviews. But anyway, that two-star review um, was by somebody, a photographer, and uh, basically he said that he thought the, the book wasn't bad and he he liked me, but he didn't feel that the points that I, were, I was raising, the discussion points, were uh, new. He thought it was a bit weak, a bit thin. And he also couldn't understand the photography that was included in the book, despite the fact that uh, I explained what the photography was there to do in the first chapter. But let's move that forward. I don't mind. I really don't mind this uh, two-star review. And in fact, it really was useful to me because it, it forced me to reflect on a few things. I responded to that two-star review, and you can see my response on Amazon because I thanked him for his review, and um, but also at the same time suggested that I, I felt it was a shame that the book and wasn't the book that he wanted it to be. And this is where my reflection came through, my reflection on audience. You're my audience, I suppose. I, I, I don't really count you as audience. I, hopefully, you're friends, you're, you're, you're people who... Um, connect with what I say and therefore I would probably connect with you. We won't always agree. Um, a lot of the times we may disagree, but hopefully we'll always respect each other. And what that, that review made me think about was this idea of audience and the fact that I actually have no expectation of audience. Um, this podcast is not created, and that book is not created, on the basis of a, uh, a market survey, research, data. None of those things apply. It goes back to when I very first started to work on magazines, and a very wise person said to me, you know, the thing with a good magazine is it knows what its readers want before the readers know they want it. And therefore, the important thing is just do stuff that you think is interesting. And hopefully that will work and it will tie in with what the people uh, who are buying the magazine will also be interested in. And I've stuck with that all the way along. So everything I do is very much just kind of from the heart, as you probably know. But I don't have that expectation that anybody's going to like it. And I don't mind if people don't like it. I don't have that expectation that I'm trying to please anybody because I'm not trying to please anybody. And in reality, what it made me think was that the most important people uh, to me and connected with those books that I write are my daughters and perhaps their children because each one of them is dedicated to one of my daughters. They're kind of the reason why I do the books, just so that there's some kind of mark left there about what I think for future generations. That isn't from an ego perspective at all. I suppose it really comes from a perspective that I don't have any uh, grandparents. Um, my father was an orphan 
and my mother's parents died very uh, when I was very very young so I don't have that knowledge I don't have that understanding of my previous um, family you know that, what they thought what they did and so I felt the need to do that and maybe at this time at the beginning of a new decade we as visual communicators maybe that's something we could think about that idea of creating work not to please somebody not to try and get a click or to get a positive reaction just for the just that simple fact that it means something to us i've often said on this podcast that cameras are not of any relevance to me however i recently uh, decided that i'd have a look at buying a camera now i haven't bought a camera since 2006 that was when I bought my original Canon 5Ds and they stood me well ever since. I'm really lucky in that I've been given some cameras over the years by manufacturers and so I've had all the latest iterations of Canons and so forth and Lumix and um, Ricos. But I, I don't use them and I, and I tend actually to give them away to people. I'm quite happy with what I had but I went to look at um, some cameras with the idea really I suppose of trying to find a high quality camera that was a step up from my smartphone but wasn't quite at the point of the cameras I use when I'm commissioned um, to make portraits primarily of people for clients. It was quite interesting. One, I was shocked by how expensive these cameras were. I don't want to sound like a kind of grumpy old guy who's kind of mean but it came to the point that the camera that I felt was actually the closest to what I needed with a lens was going to cost me around £2,300. That's a lot of money. And in fact, I've just had the house carpeted for less than that. So it made me think about, well, who can afford that money? Who can afford that outlay? And I was looking at smaller cameras, obviously, and cheaper cameras in the range to see what I would get for my money. And I was still looking at three, four hundred pounds for cameras which were not great build quality and were quite fiddly. And I, they just didn't give me personally a, a, an, an intuitive or an interesting or a creative um, way of using them. It was so much easier to just use my phone. I found my phone a much uh, sort of more pleasant user, user, excuse me, experience than a lot of these three, four hundred, five hundred pound cameras. So where does that leave us with photography? Who can afford these cameras? And it makes me think that as we go into a new decade, are cameras actually going to outprice themselves or are they only going to be available to people who have that kind of money to spend? It's almost as if the smartphone and the idea of smartphone photography, which really was in its infancy at the beginning of the decade that's just finished, really is that that point, I believe at the moment, that going forward, it will become omnipresent. And actually the camera manufacturers, the Nikons, the Canons, the Fujis, the Olympuses, they're going to be in real trouble by the end of the decade. Because by putting up the prices of the cameras, you may be making more money on the individual product. But boy, are you pricing out a lot of people who could potentially be photographers in the future. One of my real hopes, I suppose, for the coming year and the coming decade with photography is unity. And I think unity is a really key 
word to be using at this point. We're in a world politically, socially and economically, which is increasingly divided. And um, that idea of truth and what is truth and belief are becoming so polarised. It really is a black and white world. And I think that is such a shame if that comes into the photographic community. But I see similar stances being taken, whether or not it's digital against analogue or it's um, contemporary art practice against commissioned or it's personal work against commissioned or it's um, the idea of uh, academia taking over photography from a theoretical position and that other photography that isn't coming from that position isn't as relevant. All of that stuff, all of those positions that are being taken are really detrimental to the overall, I suppose, acceptance and enjoyment to me of what photography actually is. I write in the book, the one that got the two stars, that uh, it's, photography is a democratic language. And I really hope that as photographers, we can come together. I think over the last year on the podcast, um, I've tried my best to introduce different photographers every week from really um, disparate areas of practice. We've had contemporary art photographers. We've had people working in the commercial environment. Um, we've had photographers who've been working for a very long time. And we've had photographers who have only just come out of university themes have developed in the discussion points about what photography means to us. But I think as a generality, what I would be thinking is that actually coming into the new year, let's all try our very best, not necessarily to be so dogmatic about what is good and what is bad, but let's just try and understand everybody else's opinions. I hope so far that this podcast is feeling positive. If you're a little shaky, if you're listening to this directly after a New Year's Eve party and you're uh, stacking up the uh, send-in pizzas and uh, that last bit of cider is being uh, drained, then um, I hope it's not too passionate or too loud for you. If you're a few days into the new year, I hope it gives you the spur that you need to feel positive about everything and as you know on this podcast i really am positive about where photography is at the moment but there is no doubt we are in a a, a period of seismic change and as photographers we need to go with that one of the things i've, I've spoken about is that um, i'm not a big fan of lists it's interesting to look back but i'm really uh, encouraged by looking forward and that's what I really want to try and do in the coming podcasts through the the rest of the year we have got some incredible photographers lined up for you to hear every week and the podcast will continue to go out every week but at this point although I'm not a big fan of lists there was something that um, I felt that I needed to do there was something that I felt needed to be a, a mark I needed to leave and, and that was concerning the photographers that we have lost in 2019. And with the age of the medium at the point at which we are, we are at that stage where a lot of the great names of photography who really did the hard work and sort of drove forward through the uh, 
60s, 70s and 80s and a number of 90s and so forth, you know, photographers who's, who perhaps continued to be at the height of their powers, photographers perhaps who got a little bit forgotten about with that cyclical change, that's that kind of style and fashion nature of, that photography has. So at this point, I would just like to um, remember those photographers just by um, reading out their names. It may be that I've forgotten people and I apologise for that. It may be that I've missed people off and I apologise for that also. But I've tried my best to um, give a pretty um, comprehensive list of those photographers. So um, so here we go. Uh, Terry O'Neill, Robert Frank... Fred Herzog, Peter Lindbergh, Stuart Haydinger, Michael Putland, Steve Hyatt, David Mitchell, Gordon Beck, Alan Margolis, John Rigby, Jill Friedman, Ryan Rubenstein, Robert Freeman, Doreen Spencer, Yanis Bakrakis, Jim Dunn, Guy Webster, Charlie Cole, Sally Soames, Keith Morris, John Cohen, Jonathan Chapman, Alex Ruffini, Stuart Haydinger, Mark Hauser, Mohammed Ben Khalifa, Dale Sharp, Matthew Dwyer, Ida Wyman, Orlando Suero, Barbara Crane, Michael Wolfe, Karl Lagerfeld, Albertina Martinez Burgos, Peter Kaplan, John Shearer, and the photo publisher, Xavier Barrel. It's too long a list, isn't it? It's, it's kind of sad. But let's look back on those people's work. Um, let's remember them through their images and their photography and their dedication. I think it's important at this time of year. As you know, I quite often have a sponsor to the podcast. And uh, this week, that sponsor comes at the end of the episode and it's Wayne Coyne and the Flaming Lips and I think this is uh, an appropriate little piece of text from a song uh, to finish this episode. As I say, I don't want to finish on a downer and this may feel a little bit of a downer but I hope you can take the positive from it because I'm really positive about the new year and I hope you are too. Do you realise you have the most beautiful face. Do you realise we're floating in space? Do you realise that happiness makes you cry? Do you realise that everyone you know someday will die? And instead of saying all of your goodbyes, let them know. You realise that life goes fast. It's hard to make the good things last. You realise the sun doesn't go down. It's just an illusion caused by the world spinning round. Do you realise that everyone you know someday will die? And instead of saying all of your goodbyes, let them know. You realise that life goes fast. It's hard to make the good things last. You realise the sun doesn't go down. It's just an illusion caused by the world spinning round. Happy New Year. I hope it works for you. And please, always take care. <laughs>